0: They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint.
1: That's a good biblical prescription for recharging our spiritual batteries. Are you waiting on God? Pastor Greg Laurie says, let it refresh you.
0: God energizes us as we wait upon Him. Maybe the reason you're so tired and worn out and depleted is because you haven't taken time to just wait on the Lord.
1: This is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning oh, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound can you hear all the angels are singing This is the day, the day we'll life begins None of us likes to wait Like when we're on hold hearing that annoying music repeat over and over again or when we're in line at the supermarket or at the airport, or in the waiting room at the doctor's office, and our name is finally called, and then we go to the exam room to wait some more. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that when we wait on God, it can renew us. We'll see some great miracles that took place through the prophet Elijah after a time of waiting on the Lord. This is the day.
0: turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 18. That's right after 1 Kings 17, if you don't know where to turn. The title of my message is Which Side Are You On? And we're talking, of course, about Elijah the prophet. And we're looking at how one man's life made a difference. And Israel had gone off the rails spiritually and morally whenever you go off the rails spiritually, you'll go off the rails morally too. And that's exactly what they had done. Instead of worshiping the true and living God who had been so good to them, they turned to false gods. They turned to idols. And specifically, in their case, they turned to Baal and Ashtoreth. And in fact, it was Jezebel, the queen, who brought the worship of Baal into Israel. Ahab was a spineless man who was really manipulated by effectively the wicked witch of the West, Jezebel. (laughs) So they're, they're in charge and everything's going the wrong direction. Enter Elijah who enters the picture with boldness and courage and throws down the gauntlet. I wonder if some of you feel like you're the only one around who speaks up for your faith. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's in your workplace, or your campus, or your neighborhood, or wherever, but you feel all alone. And that's probably how Elijah felt. He actually wasn't the only one, but he felt like it at times. So we're gonna read now one of the most well-known stories in all of the Bible. This is where they're up in Mount Carmel. This is bigger than the Thrilla in Manila. This is bigger than the rumble in the jungle, not jumble. There's no jumble. (laughs) These are fights from days gone by if you don't know what I'm talking about. This is the shootout at the Carmel Corral. This is where Elijah stands up on Mount Carmel and throws down a challenge and says, let's ask the real God to answer us by fire, an appropriate Challenge, considering the fact that Baal, in theory, was the God of the elements, the God of the sun, the God of the rain, the God of everything. And so let's go ahead and just let God answer us himself. Fire from heaven. Can you imagine if you had the power to call fire down from heaven? (laughs) Elijah did, and he used it on two occasions. One is on Mount Carmel. The other is when a king sent a captain of 50 soldiers to arrest Elijah, who was up on a hill. And the captain said, "Uh, Elijah, man of God. The king says, come down from that hill right now. Elijah says, if I'm a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 soldiers. Well, he was a man of God. And (laughs) fire came down. Now another poor guy is tasked with doing the same thing. He comes up to Elijah up in the hill. He says, oh man of God, the king says come down from there. Elijah says, if I'm a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 soldiers. He was still a man of God. They got torched too. The third guy's like, hi, uh, <laughs> sir, Mr. Elijah. Uh, look, I'm just on my job here. <laughs> I already heard what happened to the other guys. Would you pretty please come down? Here's pictures of my family, look. <laughs> Elijah says, okay. Because then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, go with him. So he had this ability. Man, if I had the ability to call fire down from heaven, there would be some torch people on the freeway, <laughs> right? The crazy things people do coming over eight lanes, right, just, or, you know, tailgating you the whole time or the things that people do. And there would be some torch people using cell phones too. And especially people using cell phones on the freeway, which is the reason they do a lot of the crazy things that they do. But Elijah never used this ability uh, for a personal purpose or to vent his anger he did it when the Lord called him to do. Where did Elijah get this courage that he had? Elijah stood continually in the presence of God. Elijah stood continually in the presence of God. He said to King Ahab, as the Lord God lives, 1 Kings 17:1, as the Lord God lives, before whom I stand, there will not be rain, but according to my word. He served a living God. And he was aware of the fact that he constantly was in the presence of God. And when you stand in the presence of God, you will not bow before any other person. Proverbs 28 one says, the righteous are as bold as a lion. So after he throws down the gauntlet in the court of Ahab and Jezebel, the Lord says, okay, let's go, you're leaving. And he sends him to a little brook called Cherith. He has to go off the grid. Action man has to be quiet because this is an outdoorsy kind of rough and tumble kind of guy and now he has to go and basically be silent and wait on the Lord. He could have complained. He could have said no, but he did exactly what God called him to do. You know, we live in an instant gratification culture today, don't we? You download everything. You want to read a book? Just download it. Have it in a few seconds. Uh, You can get your news real time on the feed, on your phone. You can send a text and food is on the way. You want to watch a movie? Uh, Remember the days Blockbuster? We'd go Blockbuster and rent these things called videotapes. Remember the statement, be kind, rewind? Remember that? (laughs) It's like ancient history. Then there were DVDs. Oh, DVDs. And so you could uh, get an account with Netflix and they would send you a DVD and then you would watch it and you would return the DVD and so forth. And then it became downloadable and now everything's downloadable. Who even looks at DVDs anymore? So we're used to getting things quickly, immediately. Amazon, same day delivery. Whatever you need, you can have it now. So it's hard. Well, God says to us, slow down. But God has this timing. You know, when you see a work of God that is working, it's always the right person in the right place at the right time. And just as important as the will of God is, is the timing of God. We read over in Isaiah 40, 31, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Notice that God energizes us as we wait upon him. Maybe the reason you're so tired and worn out and depleted is because you haven't taken time to just wait on the Lord, to just sit before the Lord. You're always on the go, always moving, and always active. And sometimes it's good to just sit. And that's what Elijah did for a prolonged period of time. Then the Lord said, "Now I want you to go over to some widow's house and ask her for free food. And lived there for a while and he did it and he obeyed the Lord and God was getting him ready.
1: It's great to have you join us today for a new beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today, Pastor Greg continues this fascinating section of scripture in his message called Which Side Are You On? It's one of the most requested studies of the year.
0: So now we come to 1 Kings 18 verse two, and were introduced to a man named Obadiah. Meanwhile, the famine had become very severe in Samaria. So Ahab summoned Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. And then we have this very important statement. Obadiah was a devoted follower of the Lord. Once when Jezebel had tried to kill all the Lord's prophets, Obadiah hit a hundred of them in two caves. So Elijah's making his way to the palace, and here comes Obadiah, who's in charge of the palace of the king. But then this detail is added, because we could quickly say, oh, in charge of the palace of the king, that's a wicked king, this is a corrupt man. Oh, no, it says he's a devoted follower of the Lord. God often places his people in positions of significance. Think of Joseph. They're in the court of the Pharaoh, giving him advice. Daniel, before two kings, advising them as well. Nehemiah, the cupbearer of the king, who had the king's trust, who was able to take that position he had and, and use it for God's glory and help to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And the king even funded it. It was amazing. And so God will often place his people in these important positions. I think sometimes we think, you know, when you become a Christian, Now you need to serve the Lord and you probably should be a pastor or a preacher or maybe work in a church staff or at least just go hang around at the church all day and criticize other people, right? No, no. (laughs) God has a calling for many people. God has not called us to isolate but to infiltrate. Listen, we need Christian teachers in our schools today, right? We need Christian doctors. We need Christian businessmen. We need Christian lawyers, especially Christian lawyers. (laughs) We need Christian mayors and congressmen and senators and Christians in politics. God puts people in amazing places. Some of us are called to be Elijahs. Some of us are called to be Obadiahs. But every one of us is called to use our influence for God's glory wherever we are. So Obadiah, Goes back and says to Ahab, guess who's back? (laughs) Elijah the prophet. He's kind of hard to miss. He's that hairy dude with the crazy clothes and the wild look. Yes, he wants to talk to you. So Ahab can't wait to confront Elijah. First Kings 18 verse 16. So Obadiah went to tell Ahab that Elijah had come and Ahab went out to meet Elijah. And when Ahab saw him, he exclaimed, so is that really you, troublemaker of Israel? Elijah replied, I didn't make any trouble for Israel. You and your family are the troublemakers for you've refused to obey the commands of the Lord and you've worshiped the images of Baal instead. we will stop there. Interesting statement. Ahab calls Elijah the troublemaker of Israel. It's her troublemakers from a root word that means one who wreaks havoc or brings a pestilence or is a plague. The Hebrew word is snake. Ah, snake in the grass, Elijah. The one that's caused all the chaos. You're like a walking plague, man. And why are you even here? Elijah says, I'm not the walking plague, you are. You're the one that brought this upon yourself. And I just think about the differences life made. We need more troublemakers like this today, right? Because the church is the only hope for America. The church. You say, why do you say that? Because the church, established by Christ Himself, is the restraining force in the world today. You know, I mentioned earlier that we're called to be salt and light in the world. And salt in the first century was used as a preservative. It was used to stop the rotting of the meat. And in many ways, the church stands and we speak out against what is wrong. We speak up for what is true. And the Antichrist can't even be revealed until the church is caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Because we're told in Thessalonians, he who now restrains will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way and then that wicked one will be revealed whom the Lord will destroy with the brightness of his coming. It's speaking of the work of the Holy Spirit through the church. We're the restraining force. Imagine if we were suddenly taken from this earth Overnight, how easily evil could spread rapidly, quickly with no one speaking up, no one saying a thing. And so you can see how our influence is so needed in our culture. So Elijah says, okay, Ahab, here's the deal. First Kings 18:19. 19, summon all of Israel to join me on Mount Carmel along with the 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Ashtoreth who are supported by Jezebel. Elijah likes these odds. 850 to one. Bring out all your false prophets. Let's get up there in Mount Carmel. Tell Israel to show up. You know, bring their popcorn and milk duds and let's do this thing. <laughs> let's have it out. This is the biggest mistake of Ahab's life to agree with this idea. First Kings eighteen twenty. So Ahab summoned all of Israel and the prophets to Mount Carmel. Elijah stood in front of them and said, how much longer will you waver hobbling between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, then follow him. But look at this. But the people were completely silent. Their silence was deafening. Why? Because they worshiped many gods. And they did not want to stop. So hey, let's go. Let's see who has the real God.
1: Well, the best part of this story is yet to come. Pastor Greg Laurie will have more from this encounter between God's prophet Elijah and the 850 prophets of Baal and Asherah. Maybe as you've been listening today, the Lord's been speaking to you about making a change in your walk with God. Pastor Greg would love to help you make that change right now.
0: Listen, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life, if you want Him to forgive you of your sin, if you want to know that you'll go to heaven when you die, just pray this prayer right now after me. Just pray, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that You're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now, and I choose to follow you, from this moment forward, as my Saviour and Lord, as my God and my friend. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
1: Amen. And if you have just prayed along with Pastor Greg, and you've meant those words sincerely, we want to welcome you into God's family, and we want to help you get started in your new faith. Just ask for a New Believers Growth Pack when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, we'll dig deeper into our study of the life of Elijah and his encounter with the prophets of Baal. More from this top 10 study of the year.